The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that had three days off and also zero days off. <laughs> My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 31st birthday today. Happy birthday to the unemployed Craig Kimbrell. Sure. Yeah, that is one of baseball's weirder things right now. Him right? and Keichel. Yeah. Both still, still unemployed. Still huh? unemployed. Maybe they want to host this show. Maybe they do. I would let them. I will pay them. Oh, that's true. They're probably out of our budget. $15 a week <laughs> to do this show. Personal. <laughs> Yeah, well, especially I'll, this I'll, especially this week, man. I'll chip in fifteen dollars. Oh, yeah, okay, up, up to, 30, to thirty. Up to thirty, guys. This is ish. Would you rather pay them or do the show yourself? I'm not paying an Astro. Fair enough. Wow. Fair. Well, he's not technically an Astro right now. I don't want to pay somebody who helped the Astros. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, uh, first four through the door: Miziel, Matt McSpadden, John Velo, and Jacob John. John, I just uh, John Velo. I just saw another Velo in the. Uh, Magazine previews that I'm working oh. on. Is that right? A linebacker named Zach Velo at Comfort. I wonder if I wonder if they're related. Probably and not. There's got to be multiple Velo families Probably. in Comfort, Texas. Right? Probably not. And sitting to my right, the beer to my grilling, our West Ooh. African Prince, Ishmael Johnson. You did you do either? Yeah, yesterday? I did both. Oh, okay. Cool. I did well, not yesterday, but I did it Sunday. Um, oh yeah. We okay. were d- we had a discussion in our Slack chat about uh, the best beers, and we don't oh, mean yes, we yeah. don't mean like brand right we mean situation yeah a situational beer um we've all determined that that beer while grilling is great <laughs> mm-hmm. uh beer after you mow the lawn or do some other strenuous activity outside that's a good one really good max brought up the great point that any beer that is tossed to you by a buddy oh yeah is, is up there <laughs> as you it's walk like in as, as you walk into the situation if you're greeted with a beer yeah. tossed from a friend to you oh that's <laughs> it's that's, pretty good that's life it, do- it doubles in quality uh, yeah. ballpark beer is elite ballpark yeah. beer very is good. very good and then another one um, my dad brought up and i haven't done this since i've been um, since i've been of age to drink uh, but uh, but fishing beer Oh. My my dad says huh. that fishing beer is okay. very very good because huh. it's you know you're sitting there. I'd have to ask one Brent Holman how that yeah how that is fishing beer. He probably probably uh, is an expert on those. Yeah, I'm, I, I I imagine he has maybe had one or two. <laughs> uh, today is Tuesday, May twenty eighth, two thousand and nineteen. One hundred eighty four days till Thanksgiving. Episode seven sixty one. Seven sixty one. John Wasden's the number of batters he faced in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Fifty five games from two thousand four to two thousand six. On today's show, guys, we've got some headlines, including one I do want to talk about and one I'd rather not. <laughs> and then back half of the show, we have uh, a couple of interviews from Matt Stepp. Uh, who went out to one of the? Where was he this week? I actually don't know which. Um, Hearst, probably right. Hearst, yeah, I think uh, so. Ellie Bell um, yeah. at the seven hundred seven tournament there, um, talking with two new head coaches, um, Ski Poteet's uh, Rodney, Rodney McLean and Rockwall Heath's Mike Spradlin. We will hear from both of them coming up here at the back half of the show. 
So I guess we got to talk about this. Uh, Friday night, I was out there. um, This is 100% true. I was out there watering my lawn. And I got a call from Matt Stepp. And Matt Stepp said, I have some big news. And I said, oh. To which he replied that Mount Vernon... Uh, out there in East Texas, had just hired Art Bryles to be their new head coach. Art Bryles, of course, is the former Baylor coach who was fired uh, for his connection to the sexual abuse scandal there. Um, He has bounced around a little bit. He was hired and fired by the CFL team. He was hired and fired by Southern Miss. Um, he was most recently coaching a team in Italy. Uh, of course, he does have a lot of skins on the wall in Texas high school football. It's where he cut his teeth. Um, he has a 166 and 64 record, most notably at Stephenville, where he hired, he won four uh, state championships. Uh, but but Art Bryles has, in many respects, been radioactive uh, because of his connection to the Baylor sexual abuse scandal. Um, I'm not here. First and foremost, I don't want to talk about this. Uh, I, this whole story, um, Max, you said it best. Every, every show that we've hated doing this show has been about some dumb crap that is terrible that Art Browse is connected to. It is. It's all just gross and I don't really want to talk about it, but and I, I, and I should point out not dumb because I think the claims are dumb, dumb because it shouldn't happen in today's society that a coach can get away with this crap. I, I just I think that this gets everyone really fired up and it's and there are people who are who are extremely that this is an extremely personal issue for them and as a result this makes for a hot button topic so I would prefer not to talk about it um, I'm gonna I'm going to attempt very hard to keep my own personal feelings out of the story um, because I, I do I'm a human being and I have personal feelings about the story but I'm gonna try my best to keep them out of there I will say this I do believe that there's a lot of people out there who are talking about second chances um, I, I think of course I believe in second chances but I also um, believe that that shouldn't necessarily be an overriding, uh, principle for everything. Uh, if you believe that Art Bryles deserves a second chance, cool. If you believe he doesn't deserve a second chance and never does, cool. Th- that's fine. I don't think either side of that is necessarily wrong. I will say this, that one of the reasons that I admire the Texas high school football coaches fraternity is that is not because they are great football coaches. They are. They're great football minds. Uh, but because they are men of character, um... This is not an, a question of whether or not you think Art Bryles is a great X's and O's coach because I think the I think the 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 jury is back on that 100%. He is an excellent X's and O's football coach. Um, this is a question of whether or not you believe he's a man of character, and that is for you to decide yourself. Um, I do think that the more I thought about it over the weekend, this did feel inevitable, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. the, yeah. he, he has uh, such a connection such a, a, to Texas high school football. He's in the Texas High School Coaches Association Hall of Honor. Uh, he's a guy who's won at the highest level. It felt like, as a guy, that it became very clear he wasn't going to just go away. Uh, he was trying to get back into coaching. It, it felt like, at some point, a Texas high school team was going to hire him. Uh, as a result, this did feel a little bit inevitable. Uh, I think that the process is bad and gross, uh, in the sense that this was a Mount Vernon held a school board meeting 
on a Friday night. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, the night of graduation Hours in Mount before. Vernon. Hours before graduation. There are people, there was, a, there was a great article in the Dallas Morning News by Joseph Hoyt who went out to Mount Vernon and talked to people and everyone was just, they were blown away. They were stunned that, uh, of course, Josh Finney, he's taking over for Josh Finney. Uh, he's going over to take over at his alma mater, Winsboro. He had two great years there. Josh Finney did a great job. At Mount there. Vernon. Oh, great absolutely. Job. Yeah. Um, and so, but it seemed like, based on everything that we've heard, that people around town were stunned. They were just like, whoa, mm-hmm. really? This kind of caught everybody uh, off, off guard. I, I think this is a bad look for Texas high school football uh, in the sense that this is a guy who got run out at the, uh, he was like he was certainly not good enough. The the Canadian Football League said no, 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 we're not going to have you. Southern Miss rose up and said no, we're not going to have you. Uh, he comes to Texas high school ball and now he has administrative duties uh, at a, a high school. Whether you know, again, you have to make your own decision on whether or not he, you believe he's a man of character. But I do think that uh, saying he's not good enough for the CFL, but he's good enough for Texas high school football. Um, I don't know. That that strikes me as a bad look for Texas high school football. Uh, I think there's a big question as to whether or not he's actually going to coach a game. I've talked with a number of coaches this weekend who don't think he will. They think that that Mount Vernon made a decision to, to hire uh, Art Bryles and that it's going to get very hot in Mount Vernon starting today. That they bought themselves three days by doing it on Friday night of Memorial Day weekend when nobody's working. But it's going to get very hot in Mount Vernon starting right now. It depends on kind of if Mount Vernon, if Mount Vernon is comfortable being the lead story on ESPN. That's exactly it. Right. right. If everybody, if they're comfortable with everybody in the country knowing Mount Vernon for this. For this. And my impression is they are. Right. I think that I think Maybe. the expectation by a lot of people is that the the heat's going to be too much. My 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 reaction from the school board and how they reacted to everything on Friday is that. They're fine with all this. And you can decide whether that's good or bad. Again, I'm not going to try and editorialize further. But I think a lot of people think, oh, they won't, they won't like the attention. They won't like everything that's coming to them. So far, I don't, maybe, they don't maybe, seem to maybe care. Maybe but maybe, I don't, maybe I'm not behind those walls either. We'll see. It's going to get hotter yeah. today. It's going to get hotter today that, that you can survive the weekend because nobody's working. Uh, now the entire media is going to descend on uh, Mount Vernon, and they're going to want answers. Mm-hmm. Um the the press release was um, bordering on hilarious. Yeah. Um, it never mentioned Baylor. Yeah. Um, it never mentioned. It it had the very odd claim that he never had one recruiting violation, which was not the issue. As not if the that's issue. the point. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. True enough. He never yeah. did. Yeah. Um. The, it had the it had the uh um. He had the blessing of Grant Taff, which I know is is a name that in Baylor circles goes a long, long way, which I found to be particularly surprising. Um, it is, it is, and, and again, the, the, it just kept hammering home the idea of he's a man of character. And I believe that at some point, especially, you know, especially when you're 63 years old, you're the sum of your actions. And yeah. people can tell me you're, you're, a, you're a, a man of character, but I need to see it. Yeah, in a press release, you feel like, you can keep saying that, mm-hmm. right? But in this particular case, you need to argue why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Show your Fair work. Enough. Show Fair your enough. work. Yeah. Um, so, and the other thing, this is this is something. Another thing that kind of bothers me, and this is just this is just me. Something that that makes me kind of something weird about this. Let's take the uh, example of Josh Finney. Josh right. Finney took over that Mount Vernon program, mm-hmm. and he did great things. Nineteen and five over two years for a Mount Vernon program that, by the way, has never really been traditionally all that strong. Right. He takes over that program, does great things. 
I think Mount Vernon is a great opportunity for a young, up-and-coming coach that might look at that situation and say, man, that's a really good gig. And now, I mean, here's the thing. The bottom line is it's a, it's a 63. Like, take away all the other things. Mm-hmm. Take away all the other things. Mount Vernon hired a 63-year-old guy who hasn't coached in Texas high school football in 20 years. That just seems kind of odd. And I don't know that 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 struck me as a, a bit odd. Um, there is also this this note out there that people are saying, "Oh man, Mount Vernon's about to win really big." Uh, pr- probably, probably not. Probably not. Um, they're probably. I mean, last year again under Coach Finney, they they had a great year. They go uh, they go eight and four, make the playoffs. I think um, those people. I mean, in general, the that sentiment just underestimates how tough it is. I think they're it's first, tough. Texas high school football's tough. I man. mean, let's let's put it this way. They're th- they're probably second or third in district, depending on what you think of Jefferson. I still think Atlanta's probably the front runner in that district, um, depending on what you think of the region. Because remember, you know who else is in that region? Malakoff, mm-hmm. Malakoff, and we've been talking about how Malakoff ain't going away. And that's by the way, Gladewater is going to be in the mix. Tatum, I think, is going to be have a resurgent year. Watch out for West Rusk. Uh, Kemp is going to be good. I think Van Alstine has a chance to be pretty good. Um, this notion that because Mount Vernon has hired Art Bryles that suddenly they're going to become this powerhouse overnight, I just don't think that's reasonable in my estimation. I could be wrong. Save yeah. this clip. It's a lot to put on the kids. Yes. To, sure. to that expectation. That's, that that is. It, it is. And and now there that is that is what I'm I find to be particularly um, yeah, and Step makes a good point. Transitioning from the slot T to, to the spread is not easy. Yes. It's which is be, what they're gonna be doing. It's gonna be a lot. And, and so for me, you know, it's going to be really interesting just because this is a, a big spotlight on a bunch of kids who have never had that spotlight. And it is a bright spotlight for reasons they didn't ask for. So it's going to be really interesting out there. So um, the so. other the other thing, the one thing that I'll add here at the end, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a small thing, too, because I think there's some revisionist history. A lot of people, you know, defending the hire say, oh, well, you know, it's all recent stuff and it's not that big a deal. And and it's it's the media out to get Bryles and all this other stuff. I mean, my impression talking to lots of coaches over the last decade, and I'm sure it's not much different for you, it's not as if he had universal approval before he was at Baylor from Texas high school football coaches. He's a very divisive guy before any of the the Baylor stuff ever happened. There are people who love Art Bryles. And, and, and Texas high school coaches tend to stick together, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, it's another part of the fraternity, the reason I say it's a fraternity. Mm-hmm. They tend to stick together. Um, but it is not, he's not universal. It's not like he's he's the, the most, you know, I'm trying to think of who's probably like the most popular guy in the Texas high school coaching ranks. Chad Morris. Oh, it's still in the ranks? Oh, I mean, Chad Morris. It's not, that's a great example. Yeah. He's it's a not two-time like it's president. Chad, it's right. not like it's Chad Morris. Chad yeah. Morris has pretty much universal, like, love across Texas high school right. coaches. Art Bryles is not that way. Um, it is a story we will continue to follow. As I mentioned, I don't love talking about it. I think that it makes everyone really, really tense, and Texas high school football is supposed to be fun. And so I don't love talking about it, but we would be derelict in our duties if we didn't mention that story. There was, of course, another story over the weekend. This broke, I guess, yesterday, kind of over Memorial Day. Yeah. But um, the, so- the saga of Brew McCoy... <laughs> And that's the only way to describe it, is a saga. So let's run it back. Sure. Brew McCoy is a five-star athlete out of California. Uh, he's a superstar. Is it Don Bosco? He's a, he was from one of those superstar prep academies mm-hmm. out there in California. Um, no, it's a modern day. Modern day. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he's at yeah. that one. Um, he's, at, he's a superstar, five-star, uh, top 10 recruit, number one athlete in the, in the class of 20. And 19. So he was committed forever 
to uh, USC. Mm-hmm. Well, USC goes and changes offensive coordinators, and all of a sudden, Brew McCoy doesn't want to go play for Graham Harrell. Right. And so, Brew McCoy... He was, he was very much a Cliff Kingsbury he get. He was a Cliff Kingsbury guy. Yeah. So, he, so, Cliff Kingsbury, of course, goes on to be at the Arizona Cardinals. So, Brew McCoy, after signing his national letter of intent, mind you, that's a key part of this. Mm-hmm. He signs his national letter of intent, and then he says, you know what? I'm transferring. <laughs> I'm transferring to Texas. Mm-hmm. And so he does. Now there is, so he goes in the transfer portal. He announces he's going to Texas. He enrolls at Texas. There is an Anwar Richardson, our buddy uh, over there. Uh, oh, I want to make sure I get his website right. Which which website's he with? Um, he's with 24-7. Um, whatever the 24-7 uh, Texas site is. Um, Anwar Richardson's been all over this. And he's basically said, you know, something to be noted for is that they haven't put in the waiver for him to be immediately eligible. A lot of intrigue going on around Brew McCoy. But... You know, there was the thought of okay, he's gonna he's gonna be there. He, you know, he's gonna get approved because the because the NCAA doesn't want to pick that fight. Mm-hmm. They don't want to pick that fight because if you pick that fight, that could end up in a bigger fight about amateurism as a whole. Right. And so it, it was kind of understood that okay, they're gonna put in for the waiver. He's gonna be immediately eligible. Well, now comes news that Brew McCoy thinking about transferring back to USC. Uh, he's decided that uh, Texas is not... Th- I don't know why it is. Um, Anwar Richardson, again, has been uh, all over the story. Um, I don't know. We, there's no real firm reason why that has been explained to us. But Brew McCoy is thinking about going back to USC. That would be a, a big hit for, for Texas's recruiting class. It's still an excellent recruiting class, but, I mean, he was arguably the best player in that class. Right. At least, at least the most highly touted. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And a guy who was expected to contribute pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you from our point of view, we send the magazine, the 400-page magazine, uh, to press on uh, Friday. Uh, I went ahead, and it's probably not going to be resolved by then, but we went ahead and scrubbed Brew McCoy from, from the Texas preview. We just thought, okay, if he ends up showing up, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't want to have incorrect information uh, in there. So yeah. uh, don't really know what's going on. Um, this is obviously a hit for Texas. This is not good for Texas, uh, but I also feel like they. Have it was it. always I don't know. He was always a weird fit because like I don't I don't th- nobody thinks of receivers when they think of Tom Herman's offense. That's true. And it's like he was going into an offense. Like Grant, he could have established himself as the most talented of the bunch and mm-hmm. made himself a number one from day one. Who knows? But uh, right now it looks like you know Whittington and other receivers going to running back mm-hmm. but they still had Brennan Eagles they still had Alvante Woodard that's like, the thing they had guys there so and like I don't think Texas is going to be running four four deep at wide receiver so four or five star guys at wide receiver like, there's a lot of offense. guys they really like they got yeah. Colin Johnson they got Devin DuVernay they right. got uh, John Burt right. they got Brennan Eagles they got Joshua Moore uh, yeah Moore I didn't even mention Moore you, you got a lot of guys that you can you can you can dream on yeah there. Um, now that's listen I don't want to I don't want to underplay this um, this is a top 10 talent in the 2019 class right. that was going to be at Texas that is not going to be at Texas anymore. That's sure. a big deal. But they're relatively deep there. It was always going to be a little bit interesting how he fit in and how yeah. they were going to get him the ball. Right. Uh, but in any case, right now, as of now, Brew McCoy, question mark? <laughs> we don't know. He might just go, I mean, like... I'll tell you this much. He's probably he's probably he's not going to be in the magazine. I was reading that, that he was I was reading some things that he was homesick too because he's from he is from he's, LA yeah. like and so I mean it he went apparently he went home over the weekend to California back to mm. LA California so it's like I you know 
maybe he thought the grass was, grass was greener. Right? He's yeah. like, oh, Kingsbury, fun offense. Oh, he's gone. All right, I'm going to go to this other offense. I was like, well, is it that much better? Should I leave home? All that stuff. It's a lot it's of confusing amazing. things happening. We will so. keep you up to date on the saga of Brew McCoy. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Here's what you want to know. You want to know how you can get the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Well, give us a minute. We've got to send it to press on Friday. We spent the whole weekend working on it. We're almost done. We're putting the finishing touches on it. We're making sure everything's just so. But if you want your 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football early, if you want your copy of the magazine mailed to you in your mailbox before it hits newsstands, if you want it guaranteed early, subscribe, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider by June 4th. That's a week from today. You have a week to subscribe, but just do it now. You get the 2019 Summer Edition mailed early to you. You get the 2019 Recruiting Edition mailed to you in December. For profile more than 400 prospects around the state. You get a you get uh, a, season, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, which includes all sorts of great stuff, both in season and out of season. There's an earthquake happening here. Somebody, I think they're cleaning windows. Anyway, something. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's not like we're doing an internet show. Uh, they should know that. We should have a sign that says "Internet Show in Progress." <laughs> anyway, TexasFootball.com slash insiders, nineteen ninety five for the first year. The 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 magazine, the two thousand nineteen summer edition. Jesus. Christ. Is he just like just dragging a ladder across <laughs> the window? Just Max's mic is off because it would be bad. <sighs> anyway, continue the promo. Anyway, <laughs> as for my promo, the, the, the magazine retails for $11.95. You're going to pay $11.95 plus shipping and handling plus gas. You can get that magazine mailed to you early plus another magazine plus a year's worth of football goodness at TexasFootball.com for $19.95. I think that's a pretty good deal. TexasFootball.com slash insider. Makes a great gift as well for Father's Day coming up. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Apparently it was quieter out there at the uh, Hearst 7-on-7 <laughs> tournament where Matt Stepp caught up uh, with the new head coach of the Mesquite Poteet Pirates. Uh, I think I've told you guys this before. Mesquite Poteet is my wife's favorite high school football team. Because Mesquite Poteet? Yeah, that. She really <laughs> likes it. My wife has nothing. She doesn't, she doesn't follow high school football because... <laughs> Why would she? Anyway, uh, Rodney McLean is the new head coach of the Mesquite Poteet Pirates. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Rodney McLean of Mesquite Poteet here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Hearst 7-on-7 State Qualifying Tournament. Here with the new head coach of the Mesquite Poteet Pirates, Coach Rodney McLean. Uh, coach, your kids are off to a 2-0 start today. You're at halftime against Denton Brasswell, a, a hotly contested 26-26 game so far. Uh, when you're watching your kids, do you, do you get nervous while they're playing, or do you kind of keep a more relaxed uh, relaxed uh, view for them? I don't, know. I don't know if I'd say nervous. Uh, you know, I enjoy watching our kids compete. You know, and uh, we got We have the one thing I know is that we've got good kids, and so if I get nervous of anything, is that they don't just smart off or, you know, say something or do something that they shouldn't do. But I don't really worry about that too much because I know the kids we have as well. All right, coach. Now uh, you you you're familiar with the program, obviously getting getting promoted uh, earlier this off season after uh, Cody Groves 
uh, moved to the other side, the dark side of the a a administration. We love you, Coach Groves. But, uh, you know, so now you're taking over the program. Uh, just the transition, I'm, I'm assuming it's been fairly smooth. I mean, how excited were you uh, when, when you were – and what an honor it was, I'm assuming, for you to be named for your first head coaching job. Because a lot of guys, I mean, don't get to take over at their first head coaching job at, at programs that have had success. And so it's got to be real humbling in, to be able to take over a program that's had the, the amount of success the Pirates have had. You know, it's funny. I sit in that chair from time to time and I ask, God, what are you doing? Because I have no idea. And so my whole MO is just making sure that I stay faithful. Um, you know, Coach Groves and, you know, look at Coach Jackson before that. I mean, the, the foundation's already been laid. You know, we were talking earlier about the train is going to continue to move. And uh, my plan, is, well, first off, I mean, I'm unbelievable staff. You know, our coaching staff, it's unbelievable guys, you know, guys who love the Lord, who love kids, who will do anything for kids, but yet at the same time are just as big of competitors as anybody else. And so we're going to do things the right way. And, and if anything, we're going to keep the train moving and hopefully pick up a little bit of steam. And that, that, that plan that's been at, at Poteet for the past almost 10 years now, uh, it, it seems to be working because a lot of former Poteet assistants are sprinkled around the state as head coaches uh, across the state of Texas. And it seems to be a, an, an MO and an a, and a overall program that really is, is developing not only you know, future leaders with, with football players, but, but future leaders as far as the assistant coaches as well. You know, we uh, are first and foremost before anything else is we're going to pour into kids. You know, I tell them all the time, I said, you know, I've got you for two, maybe three hours a day. Assuming that you sleep for six, there's another 16 hours of the day that I have no idea what you're putting in your mind, in your ears, in your eyes. And so we're going to make sure the time that we have you, we're going to continue to pour life and positive influence into them. And you can see, you know, you watch our kids and their kids just like the next, but they love life. They love each other. They're respectable. They're coachable. Um, and I think some of those things that, you know, assistant coaches that have been at Poteet that have the opportunity to go elsewhere, you know, they take those same principles in terms of character, integrity, so forth, so on, you know, wherever it is that they end up going. All right, coach. Now, uh, spring ball just wrapped up. Uh, how was the spring? Uh, was it, what was what were you looking to get out of the spring? And you know, overall, what were your impressions of your kids uh, going through spring workouts? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we lost our quarterback. He's graduating right now, and uh, so that was kind of a, a question mark. Well, we got a, a JV kid, Jalen Police, and uh, who looked good so far. Oh man, he has had an unbelievable spring. And any question mark that I had going into it, he answered them. Um, and so there's zero hesitations with him at the helm at all. And uh, so I know that he's going to be, be able to kind of, and he's got, you know, he's a coach's kid. He, he commands an offense. He can command his team and uh, take charge and get him going when he needs to. He is that other coach on the field that you have to have, especially in that position. All right, now uh, looking ahead at 2019, you know, things aren't easy. Your district is tough. The playoff path is always uh, difficult. You know, the UIL didn't do you guys any favors. When, when Pirate fans see your team suit up for week one next year, what's, what do you think the personality of your ball club is going to be? Well, starting defensively, we're, we're fast. And, uh, you know, kind of throughout the spring, you know, they reminded me a whole lot of the team that we had uh, when we went five rounds deep and played Alito in the, in the fifth round. We got a ton of team speed, kind of got that intensity back to us again that we've probably been missing for the last two years. Um, and then offensively, we've just we've got weapons. You know, we got a chance to have a better offense than we've had in in a while. And you know, and you know our offenses that we've had in the past, and we've had some pretty dang good offenses. Uh, we got the ability to control the ball, put long drives together, but still take shots, uh, which is fun. Keeps uh, gives defense hope. You're hoping to give defensive coordinators nightmares. I guess when you were a defensive coordinator, would you want to uh, try to prepare for your offense? No, I would not. <laughs> no, I would not. You know, I've had to do it for the last couple of years, and then you look at the group that we have now, and uh, you know they're going to put stress on on defensive coordinators, which uh, which is what you want. You know, you want to get inside their head early on and try to force them to. Well, I don't have this on the call sheet, but I'm going to have to figure something else out.
All right, final question for you. You know, every coach, coaches, I've always said this, coaches are the biggest biggest thieves in the world. They take a little bit from everyone they've worked for. Uh, obviously, you've been around some good influences uh, in, in, in your time coming up from a, a young assistant to being a head coach now. Who are the, some of the guys that have kind of mo helped mold you and turn you into the coach you are today? Sure. Well, first, I'm going to go back to my dad. My dad coached for 35-some-odd years. He ended up passing away in 2011, first day of two-a-days. He was at Prestwood walking off the field is when he actually ended up, he hit the deck, and, and that was really it. But he was one of the most like he's the reason why I'm a coach now because I saw the influence that he had in players 20 years after they graduated still coming back and asking him for advice or just calling him or him being a part of their lives and I knew that I wanted to have that same type of influence and then you look at Mike Dormady you know I worked for Mike Dormady who's now at Wiley East down in Bernie outside of San Antonio and then you know Cody is Groves um, is one of the best leaders that I have ever been around. And so besides personality, there's going to be personality differences in terms of the program, but the, the foundation that he has laid over the last six years um, and just and kind of setting it up for me. I mean, gosh, anybody could have stepped into the role that he set up and, and done a great job because it works. Uh, but he's one who's had a direct influence on me as a coach. All right, Coach, appreciate your time. Well, uh, you. second half's getting started, so we'll let you get to, get to rooting your kids on today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There he is, Rodney McLean, the new head coach of the Mesquite Poteet Pirates, talking with Matt Stepp. Um, I was telling Stepp over the weekend, I think I messaged you guys too, that uh, that dude is like, he's ready to challenge Jeff Rayburn's staff for the uh, CrossFit International Championship. <laughs> yeah, man. Or, or, he's or, or he might have been on SEAL Team 6 yeah, he's, recently. He's, he's, he's like, jacked. He's got the look, man. He does. He, he's, got, he's got the we've, – we've discussed – we need to have a, a full show on this about how – there's only about six or seven body types that coaches take on, <laughs> and one of them, and arguably the most rare, is jacked coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is like, uh, that's jacked coach. Yeah. So appreciate uh, Rodney McLean hopping on uh, with us. Uh, Matt Stepp also caught up with the new head coach at Rockwall Heath. Coach Mike Spradlin is back in the game. Excited to see him back on the sidelines. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Mike Spradlin of Rockwall Heath, Heath rather, on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football out here at the Hearst 7-on-7 seven seven State Qualifying Tournament here with the new head coach of the Rockwall Heath Hawks, Coach Mike Spradlin. Uh, coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us as your kids get ready to uh, play their third game. You bet, Matt. Glad to be here. All right, Coach. Obviously, uh, you know you were you you, you you crossed over to the dark side. You were in administration for a couple of years in Magnolia. Did a great job and, and got both of those programs. Uh, those 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 things. Those programs are up and running and, and doing a great job. Uh, but you decided to get back on the sideline. The, the the call to coach. I know it's in you, and, and you wanted to do it. Uh, and I'm sure you have had plenty of opportunities, Coach. When this job came came open, it came along. What were some of the things that uh, attracted you to the Rockwall Heath program and the community of Rockwall and Heath? Well, Matt. I mean. Bottom line is, I had a great situation where I was at, and I, I did cross over. I mean, I kind of got got myself talked into doing that AD thing. It was, you know, it was a time in my life that I thought that's kind of what I should do. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is, to be honest with you, I just, I mean, I, I've spent the last two years wanting to do this again, and, and I can't even tell you how fired up I am about it. Uh, was in a great place at Temple, in a great place in Magnolia, but well, I tell you what, we've got something special in Rockwall. Got a great superintendent. And, Great people, great administrations, and great kids. And so uh, I'm excited, man. I don't take anything for granted. I got on the bus the other night to go to the spring game and, and honestly got, got emotional. And it was just to go to a spring game. So it's been, after being away from kids, man, I can't even tell you 
uh, how excited I am. I'm going to give my props to Randy Allen. Uh, Randy and I talked, you know, after he did that little retire mm-hmm. comeback thing. and He lasted about two weeks, didn't he? It did. He <laughs> la- I lasted two years. He lasted two weeks. But anyway, uh, really motivated me uh, to understand that there's another chapter in life, and I'm excited to be living it. Kids are a lot more fun to work with than uh, some of the adults, right? I mean, that's just, you know, in, in any sport, right? Any any walk of life, kids are always, the, it's, it's great to work with kids, isn't it? And if you have a calling to work with kids, that's what you want to do, right? Absolutely. And and, and I, what I found out is a lot of times the adults are the kids. So anyway, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's really good. It's it's a nice uh, fit for us. Rockwall's outstanding. Love it. And uh, excited to be here. Are you keeping Coach Webb over at Rockwall High in line? He's, he's a handful, isn't he? I think that's the other way around, man. I, <laughs> Rodney does an outstanding job. We, we're, we're good friends, and I think we're both good for Rockwall, uh, have a ton of respect for each other. So there's, there's room for two guys in there town. Uh, now, uh, obviously, you just uh, finished up spring football. Uh, things went well, hopefully uh, injury-free. I know it's always the goal. Uh, obviously, the kids, uh, first off, first question is two-parter. How have the kids taken to, to the new staff and the new schemes? And then also, what were some of the things you and your coaching staff wanted to get accomplished this spring? Well, first off, Matt, it's the first spring training our kids have ever been through. I think the last time they had spring training was around 2011 or 2012. So so it's not been anything that, that's in Rockwall that's been, been something that, that the kids are used to. So we kind of had, had to kind of almost tell them, look, guys, I mean, you're going to play football for about – you know, uh, 30 days. So just get get your head right. Couldn't be couldn't be more fired up about where we are. It's a huge deal. I've never not had it. It's outstanding for the linemen, uh, and we really need a lot of development there. We're young up front offensively, so it was a it was a really really good spring. Did get out injury free, honestly. Uh, so I feel real good about that. Okay. And then, uh, was there any p- specific position battles that you wanted to see? Or was it more about you and your coaches kind of getting to know your kids and seeing what they can all do I- I- and how they fit, how those puzzle pieces fit in the system? Yeah, I think that's it, Matt. I mean, I think it was more about just just the intangible stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're we're trying to get whatever we're doing established and and how we want to react. And it's one thing I was fired up this morning about. I think our kids are competing hard. Uh, you know, we kind of gave one away just a minute ago but the bottom line is i think we're competing and getting after it and i like what i saw in the spring we've got a great work ethic and i'm excited about what the fall is going to bring your kids are one and one today uh, third game coming up here against uh, eaton uh you're hoping for hoping for a win uh, we, we all know seven on seven is not real football but i know it's a, it's an important part of everywhere you've been you guys have done seven on seven and competed uh what are some of the things that you look for when you're out here watching your kids uh compete you know, for Matt, for me, a while back it all changed because we, you know, we throw the ball so much in, in the season and all that. I mean, I, I feel like we get a lot of reps doing that. And my big deal with seven on seven is honestly intangible stuff: getting your head in the game, knowing when it's third and short, knowing when it's time to get off the field, knowing if you're in four down territory. You know, taking care of the football, those type of things. To me, those are the lessons. And then compatibility with teammates. You know, not getting in because we're not able to stand on sidelines with them. They've got to kind of manage themselves. So I, I've just found for me that the competition and the intangibles far outweigh the throwing and catching thing. I mean, we get to do that all year anyway. Have you gotten any better about, uh, you know, getting less stressed out? Because I know it's, it's stressful watching your kids when you can't be in the fire with them. Have, have you been able to make – because it's tough. I see a lot of coaches just gripping those lawn chairs pretty hard. Has it gotten? Have you gotten better at that over, over the years, or are you still just, just as nervous as all get out when your kids are competing? Well, I, I think I've gotten over that. I mean, because partly because I try to make sure our kids understand that, you know, success in seven-on-seven, seven, while, while we want to have it, obviously, anytime we're out, we want to compete and win. Um, it's not 11 man football and I mean we don't have we don't have that going on so uh, you know you got to keep it in perspective I think is is the right mode do I like it yeah do I want to get our kids to that 
state tournament? Of course I do. Uh, anytime we're competing, I want to win. But we're not going to hang our hat on it. It's not going to be the thing we do. The thing we want to do is play that 11-man game the best. Final question for you. You've been in town a little while. I know Rodney over at Rockwall's got a lot of food opinions. He knows the lay of the land pretty good. Have you found any good spots that you and the family like to go eat at in town? Man, it's crazy. It would be hard for me to narrow one down. I'm not kidding. Rockwall's a good food town. It's a great food town. and uh, So I, I'd almost have to go with three. The Fatted Calf downtown, uh, I'd have to go with, there's a place called the Diner there that's a good breakfast spot, and the Rodeo Goat over at, uh, oh, rodeo yeah, good. pretty dead gum good yeah. if you want a hamburger. So great place, great community, outstanding uh, place to live. We're fired up, man. Well, well so you, you won't get to experience it, but some of your assistants might. The press box food at Rockwall is pretty choice as well so uh some of your assistants that are on the press box might gain a few pounds during the season well i'm gonna tell you i know russ reeves and he likes a good meal so I, that doesn't <laughs> shock me a bit coach appreciate your time enjoy watching your kids compete thanks man enjoy everything you do for high school football there he is mike spradlin the new head coach of the rockwall heath hawks appreciate him taking some time to chat up matt step at the hearst ld bell seven on seven state qualifying tournament words uh, there you go. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Actually, I, I have no opinion on this, but I only know that it's topical because I, I follow uh, one Ishmael Johnson on Twitter. Oh, Gasp. Yeah. Maverick Cassidy says, who saw AEW's Double or Nothing last Saturday? Oh, I did. Right? I saw, I saw, I saw you tweet a little bit about it. it. I didn't yeah. see all of it. Um, that's, the, uh, that's the wrestling show, right? That's the new promotion from uh, Cody Rhodes... The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and it's financially backed by Shad Khan, uh, the billionaire Shad, uh, the owner uh, of the Jaguars, Jaguars and yeah, okay. Fulham, Fulham, Fulham yeah. FC, oh, Fulham America. Um, so yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, the, what I've seen, I haven't seen all of it, but it's really good. Uh, I'm glad that there's another major wrestling promotion out there because WWE is so, getting really stale to me. So they're they're ch they're in it to challenge. The, yes, they have a, they have a network with TNT. The oh. AEW uh, Double or Nothing was on BR Live. Um, oh, and it cool. was in the MGM studio or wherever uh, the in Vegas MGM. Okay. Um, so I'm really intrigued. I like a lot of the uh, the roster they have put together. Um, let's see. For those of you that don't know, Dean Ambrose, who was in WWE, made a jump to AEW. Uh, one of my friends actually runs an indie promotion, so I know a lot of the wrestlers who were signed to AEW. Um, yeah, one no, of my I, I, one I, of my like friends multiple. runs an indie promotion. Is the most Ishmael thing you've ever said. Uh, helps run an indie promotion, runs it, you know, whatever. But uh, no, I like it. I like having more uh, professional wrestling organizations because again, WWE's had the title for a long time. So I I like to see other things happen. There you go. There you I go. I enjoyed it. Thought it was yeah. pretty good. All right. See, now you've had your wrestling opinion on this show this week. We, Boom. We really aim to please. There we uh, go. Tommy Hayes, photographer. Checking in. Is summer over yet? I'm not quite ready, buddy. I need, oh, I need dude, a, please. Need yeah. a break after this week. Uh, I need, but it will be exciting to I, see y'all out there again. I will say, uh, yeah, I, I mean, know, right? again, <laughs> again, there, there's now enough exciting, fun things during the summer, yeah. like enough, like, signposts mm -hmm. during the summer that I don't wish away the summer to get to football season. Right. Um, and especially, look, guys. Oh, oh, by the way, I guess I should mention we go to press on Friday. Mm -hmm. We're going to try our best to have shows this week. We'll definitely have a show tomorrow because Powers is coming in. We're going to try our best, but also no. Oh, we're not doing a show Friday. We're not doing a show Friday because, because I ain't going to be here. Um, but so we're going to try our best to have shows. But just know that this is a crazy town banana pants week, and they're just we may not have a show like Thursday. Yeah. But anyway, Monday, be here. The exclusive cover reveal of the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the 60th annual edition of the Bible of Texas Football. We will reveal the cover here 
on the show Boom. for you. Um, and yeah, other than that, I guess that's kind of yeah. It's fair. To, what you need it's to fair know. to warn people, which brings up another question from Jacob John, which was good. Which was how close was a th- was the Bryles hiring to a stop the presses moment in the history of stop the presses moments for Dave Campbell's sex football? And you are the perfect man to ask. Uh, the Art Bryles uh, firing was definitely a stop the presses moment. That was like the week of. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Basically, what this means is like we're changing. In the end, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know this feels like the biggest thing that's ever happened. This is just another coaching change. Yeah. Right. There have been two hundred of them. Yeah. You can find them at TexasFootball.com. Yeah. This is just another coaching change, which we deal with two hundred of them every single year and yep. so we go through and that's one of the things we have to do on our pages is we have to go through and make sure we have the updated coach um so no it's not really i mean we'll rewrite the uh that but it's not going to change our predictions it's not going to change um you know anything like that it's just going to go and fill in the coach and change that and it'll be done so it wasn't that the, uh, the ultimate stop the press is joe willis right was so there was the art browse firing which you remember was about three years ago. It was like kind on two, the, this day, kind like of Tuesday day. before press. Right? It was. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah. my gosh! And and if you're the head coach of a college F, team, of a college yeah. team, and especially a college team we figure to be pretty good, you're your everywhere. name is you all over. Yeah. We got to yeah. go through. So that yeah. was the ultimate one. The other one was Joe Willis. Yeah. Joe Willis, when he left Cedar Park to take the job at Colleyville Heritage, and I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, he did it the day we were going to press. <laughs> is when he moved. Is when he he moved, and so we had kind of caught wind that it might be happening, and it's like, oh, there's rumblings. It was basically step. Oh, I think was wasn't working. Not with, for us not yet. with you. Yeah, yeah, it was before me. It was before you. Yeah, we're like, oh my gosh, is he like? And so I ended up having to text Coach Willis. I was like, Coach, we're sending the magazine to press today. I need to know, please. I, I'm happy to keep it quiet. I'm happy to not tell anybody. The magazine's not coming out for like three weeks. Yeah. So could you please, you know, let me know? And he was nice enough to get back to me, and we changed it. But that was probably the closest we've ever come. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, I always worry. I like look if if something happens Saturday, whatever. Sure. Nothing, nothing we can do. Can do. Yeah. We were never going to be able to fix it. Right. But if something happens at we send the magazine to press at four. Mm-hmm. If something happens at three fifty yeah. on on Friday, that's like my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Is oh my god, especially something major like. Yeah. If, if Sam Ellinger decides to transfer, right. then it's like, oh, my gosh, Sam Ellinger is in the Texas section. He's in the Big 12 section. You start making lists of all the places he is. So mm-hmm. in any case, there's that. Uh, finally, Paul Roberts, our man out at uh, New Deal, says, great show today. I agree. Thank you, Paul. And Ember Key says, nice show. Looking forward to a great season and report from y'all. Go A-Town Am- Antelopes. That's an Abernathy fan right there. How about Ooh. that? Who uh, just finished their capsule the other night. Uh, can you believe it? Bryson Daly is all grown up. I th- he's finally a senior. There's no way that's true. I know. I can't believe it either. And on that note, that's it. Is he only a senior? I figure he's in 19th year of eligibility. I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.